Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Tonight on The Law Report, we're talking about your right as a consumer. And every single person is a consumer. Whether, whether you're doing it actively or passively, whether you're going into a shop, calling somebody or emailing somebody, or whether they're emailing you and calling you, you still are a consumer. And this is certainly a show that uh, I'll be looking forward to your calls. If you have any questions, if you've been treated well, if you've been treated badly, if you're not sure how you've been treated and you want to know what your rights are, do give us a call. Uh, the number to dial as always is 86 959 You can also send me a tweet. I'm at Matwenning Bill. That's my Twitter handle, at Matwenning Bill. That's my Twitter handle. Do uh, make full use of that and you can also send us a text message 36959 that's a law report for you tonight know your rights know the law the law report with michael matuning bill what i didn't tell you is that mapaseka was looking very good today but she always does so so thank you very much uh, to trust that you've enjoyed mapaseka as edition of tonight's show she's back again tomorrow and but tonight i want to welcome my two guests i'm joined in the studio by mr david dickens he's a ceo of direct marketing association of south africa uh david good evening and thank you so much for coming to the show tonight good evening michael and thanks for having me here I also want to welcome uh, Ms. Nozipo Zikishe. She's a manager, credit bureau compliance um, at the Consumer Commission. Uh, ma'am, thank you so much for joining us on the Law Report. Uh, good evening, Bill, and good evening to the listeners. Now, I'm going to be looking forward to all of your calls. If you have any questions and you are a consumer, all of us are do give us a call and do so now because this is the best time to call because if you call later on during the show, I'm afraid we might not be able to get to your question. I'd like to do your questions a service because after all, it is World Consumer Rights Day and 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 we as our consumer to Kai FM would be doing you a disservice if we didn't deal competently or adequately with any of the questions that you might raise. So do you take full advantage of my guest tonight? Let me start, I suppose, on this thing that is called World Consumer Rights Day. I've never heard of it, uh, David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I understand this thing has been celebrated for the last 60 years. Mm. Well, you know, it's it's something that uh, our NPO, uh, the Direct Marketing Association of South Africa, takes very seriously. And we're quite happy that we're starting to really focus on the consumer. Mm. Uh, you know, business would not survive without consumers. Um, so in the landscape of um, South Africa and globally, there needs to be rules. And uh, we at the forefront as the DMA um, and, you know, our partnerships with government, the NCC, as well as um, the info regulator, mm. uh, we find that, you know, as the laws progress, um, we're starting to write some good legislation in South Africa to protect and, and that, that, I mean, speaking of legislation, and it's certainly something I would want to come back to, if you, you know, when I found out that this thing has been in this, this day, this the celebration of this day has been happening for the last 60 years worldwide. And when I think about our consumer laws in South Africa, they're not that, that mature. And I think we've had, we probably have had the best development coming out in the last eight, eight or so years. I think, you know, I think in essence, really starting around 2005 i think that's when the national credit act came in yes um and 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 that was really the change where where before then when when we were studying we're studying something called the usury act which which is which is completely different and and wasn't as geared to consumers so things are changing um uh, uh and and that's a positive thing 
let me introduce you properly or allow you to introduce yourself properly. When we talk about the um, Direct Marketing Association of South Africa, who are we talking about? How are you formed and what is your mandate? Well, you know, as you were saying, in 2005, we saw the legislation uh, come in and mm. the landscape was changing. Um, we also started seeing technology come in. People had SMS and then MMS was a big thing back then. And, um, you know, companies were running rampant with this new technology. Mm-hmm. You were getting that nasty word spammed and... Yeah. Um, back then. We had then. to learn new words. <laughs> <laughs> we had to learn new words. And so there were no laws that, you know, spoke about this technology. And we did a good catch up with Poppy in 2013. Uh, the new Cybercrimes Act has come into force. Um, and But the old Paia still was in existence, but not, not so uh, pushed to the foreground. Mm-hmm. So what in 2005, so what happened was businesses saw this opportunity of direct marketing, mm-hmm. but we didn't want to be seen as the ugly stepsister to above the line marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they call you is, you're not a real marketer, you're a spammer, but we've evolved to a state and we've professionalized this um, area, this niche called digital marketing. And that is where the DMA owns that space and plays in that space. We write codes of practice, we write codes of decent practice. We travel, um, I'm part of the global DMA, Mm -hmm. which is 38, 39 countries wide. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we have two two, um, meetings a year. And we learn what the world is doing and how it's evolving with its laws because it's, it's moving so fast. Look at Facebook. It, it wasn't around uh, 20 years ago. You look at um, LinkedIn, uh, hashtags that fly left and right and Twitter. There needs to be some controls because people are learning and finding ways to monetize that and they're calling that direct marketing. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a beautiful place to be in, but uh, really technical minefield sometimes. I am taking your calls and number to dial is 086-00-00959 if you have any questions for any of my guests relating to matters that concern and affect you as a consumer. Let me bring in Ms. Nosipo Zigishe and she's with the Consumer Commission. Ma'am, the role and of course the establishment of your organization was no doubt a welcomed one. And, and, and perhaps without assuming everybody knows what you do and what kind of complaints you deal with, let me allow you to introduce your organization. Um, I'm Nasito Zikishe and I am from the National Credit Regulator. Mm-hmm. Our mandate is vastly around consumer protection as far as the credit space is concerned. So we balance out the rights of the consumer and that of the credit provider. So we are uh, there to um, protect consumers within the space. So, 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 are you getting? You know, are, are you finding that since your establishment, the, there's a, there's, the, the, there's, there's an extensive use. You know, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about my observations with the public protector, for example. Given the, mm. the, the media exposure that they have had and, and some of the work that they have done, um, increasingly people are turning to them for help. Are you enjoying the same sort of? Um, uh, uh, growth insofar as awareness uh, by by consumers. Yes, definitely we are, as well enjoying the same exposure to to our consumer that we relate to in this modern age. Mm. The complaint, the vast complaints that we receive, 
Um, look, we've got a complaints department that is vastly um, receiving complaints from consumers. And what ideally we've seen with consumers is that they, they would approach any institution that is um, willing to assist, not necessarily looking at the mandate of the institution. So they'll just send their complaints and whoever is out there to reach them would obviously reach them or you redirect the consumers to the relevant body should you not be the correct body to assist. So I think uh, bodies and regulators um, are actually entwined with consumer rights. Mm-hmm. And what we've also seen is that with the Usury Act before the um, the National Credit Act, that act did never spoke about consumer protection. And yet, with the National Credit Act, um, our main core is vested on consumer protection. So we're quite vested um, in consumers, and we have the far reach as a regulator in that space. And 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 perhaps you know the more basic question to ask is when do I know to come to you? In other words, what types of complaints do you entertain? Um, as a regulator, any complaints that fall within the ambit of the National Credit Act, mm-hmm. that would be, uh, for an example, if you're charged interest that is outside the regulated interest in terms of the National Credit Act, or for uh, just a simple. Um, a complaint such as you were not afforded a statement as per the the agreement between you and the credit provider. Mm-hmm. And another um, example of a complaint that we'll definitely handle is that the credit provider is demanding payments and yet that specific debt that they're demanding on, it has prescribed. So they should be extinguished in terms of law and therefore they shouldn't be collecting on that. So simple complaints like that in your endocrine rule and that is mostly applicable where you are as a consumer is defaulted in payment. And um, at the time of your default, the outstanding amount was, for example, 10,000. That because you are in default, they need to charge interest, they need to charge your fees, and all these fees that are applicable when you are on, um, on a default. So it means that you would, obviously as a consumer, you'll be charged more mm. as opposed to the outstanding balance. So it's your right to say, listen, in terms of the National Credit Act, you not you do not need to charge me this much at the time when I started defaulting. So such, uh, you know, small or such simple complaints as well. And, and, and you're responsible for credit bureau compliance. What does that mean? Um, you know, so in other words, what am, what am I right relative, as a consumer relative to, to the credit bureau? Uh, and what does your portfolio do? Because I think a lot of people would be interested because a lot of people would today find themselves listed on the credit bureau under circumstances that they could very well not understand or in circumstances where they're not supposed to be on the credit bureau, but they don't know where to turn. Mm. I'm sorry, the line is bad, but in terms in 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 the space that I'm in right now, which is the credit bureau compliance, what we deal with is we deal with credit bureaus. Um, as a consumer, you would all your information would be normally contained in the credit bureau, mm. and what that means is that the bureaus themselves need to operate in such a way that when it comes to um, uh, the retention period that is compliant in line with the maximum retention period of your information as a bureau. Uh, an example would be once you fall in default with your monthly payment. Mm. Um, 
and then you are listed by the credit provider as a defaulter or a service provider to say you have now defaulted because three conservative payments were not received from you. So they would log in a default. So what that now means you as a consumer is that you are listed as a defaulter that is an adverse information against you. Mm. So you have a right um, before you are listed at the Bureau Mm. to be informed that you are in areas and that if you don't clear the areas within a specified time, the adverse information will be listed on your profile. So you have that right to contest that information before it is listed. Um, And another right is that in terms when you are listed at the Bureau is that you can still demand a free credit report Mm. for um, each and every year. Mm. And you have a right to challenge any information that is listed at the Bureau. So my role um, at the National Credit Regulator is to oversee that Bureau's adhere or run their business within the ambit of the National Credit Act and that the retention periods that are reflected at the bureaus are also adhered to. Consequences of that information not being correct at the bureaus. Let's make an example, a typical example. A consumer has um, had a default against them Mm -hmm. um, and the judgment was obtained and the judgment is loaded at the bureau. Uh, the consumer then pays that judgment and the credit provider gives them a paid up letter. But now struggle to get that information off the bureau. Because that's another process. So, it doesn't mean once yeah. you've settled the, 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 the outstanding balance, automatically you get removed. And, and, and I think no. that's where a lot of people would be interested to know. Yeah. yeah. So what then it means the credit provider must send a notification to the bureau say this person has paid the state in full. Mm. And then in terms of the amendments now, because we saw that there was a shortfall for consumers in the past. Uh, Once you had a judgment and you've paid the full outstanding balance, uh, you'll still be listed, but now you need to go and apply to court to get a rescission order. Mm. So we said it is too demanding on the consumer and the consumer obviously will now spend legal fees to just to get a judgment that has been paid in full. Mm. So you'll be spending legal fees. So as a regulator, we foresaw that was a shortfall, um, that it was too demanding on the consumer. So now we brought in the amendments to say once you've paid it in full, the judgment, mm. or any other accounts, whether you're in default or any adverse information, must be removed within seven days. Mm. Mm. And, and you having paid that, and, and isn't isn't the issue? And 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 perhaps I, I should turn a little bit to to uh, people that are trying to phone us. I have invited you to phone us, and you have been responding quite positively. Unfortunately, we're having a, some difficulty with our lines. Don't give up. Keep trying. We're gonna get it right. Um, we we get the calls, but we lose them as well. But 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 certainly don't give up. Keep trying to phone us. Um, we look forward to to engaging you, and uh, we apologise sincerely for the technical glitch. Um, so 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 back to 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 uh, 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 to you, uh, Mr. Nozipo Zigisha. Um, when, for example, you talk about the credit bureau, there there are instances where you are in complete default, where where you didn't pay. And, and, and that's the process that you seem to, to be describing. The other one that I was quite curious about is where you are paying, but you're not paying timelessly. And as I understand, in that case, you also get listed or, or, or registered um, in the credit bureau as a slow payer. It does somehow 
affect um, your 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 record or your profile. Is that so? And and if so, how then does that get dealt with? How long does one have to worry about um, a, a, a record or a listing remaining in one's profile? Um, let's put it this way: your the listings or all information that is contained in respect of your payment behavior, mm-hmm. your um, your profile in totality does not stay at the Bureau indefinitely. It has an expiry date or mm-hmm. a retention period. Uh, the typical nice example that you've made, you are paying, but you're not paying in terms of what was agreed, but you're paying 50 rand instead of 100 rand. Mm. Now you're listening. Well, you're not paying on the 7th, you're paying on the 21st. Yeah, on mm. the, on, 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 not on the agreed date. Obviously, mm-hmm. you are in default. Mm-hmm. Um, information that is reported at the Bureau is reported at a time frame, credit providers on the end expected to report in a certain information and bring the file to the bureau to update your payment. So if that payment did not come in on time, technically, you are in default because you have not paid on time, right? Mm-hmm. To remedy now, you, you paid on, for example, on the 10th instead of the 7th. The bureaus need to report that information within five days after the, the agreed billing cycle period. So uh, technically you've missed that payment in terms of the record. So now you come on the 10th. Um, but that is also, you can remedy that situation to say, or perhaps I'm, we're not sure what uh, you, an excuse could you bring to say. That well, the, the father the 10th, of the children pays late. Yeah, and paid late. Yeah. So um, he yeah. affects my so, entire sort of payment cycle. Yeah. So as soon as that payment has been received, um, even after the, the payment date, the credit providers to report that information to say the installment mm. was received. So that information has to be reported to the bureau to reflect that payment being made. Mm. Mm. I, I wanted to so take a break. I, and, and when we come back, we are looking um, at, at, broadly speaking, the issue of consumers. And, and, and as a consumer, you, ent- you interact very broadly with with different parts of the law and 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 in the first instance you're interacting with with the credit act you're interacting with direct marketers and and how you know what are the limitations there and uh, what are your rights what are their rights what are their powers and i think it's it's quite an interesting thing and 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 a pity about the lines but i see they are improving there we go i'm seeing some some good indications on on the screen uh alf pumzile i do see you so we'll take your call when we come back we're back after this Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back to The Law Report. I'm in conversation with David Dickens. He's a CEO of Direct Marketing Association of South Africa, as well as uh, Nosipo Zikisha. She is with the National Credit Regulator. And they're both here to take any questions that you might have as a consumer. So do give us a call. Our lines seem to have been fixed. And uh, if you tried us earlier, you didn't come right, it's a good time to dial the number 86 959 Let me go straight to the lines. Alf, you're calling from Johannesburg. Good evening. Yes, that's Alfred. Uh, how are you? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'll just somewhat get to what I think uh, I'm understanding and showing you a little bit of my experience. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll get to the telecommunication, telemarketing, I think is the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are, I think uh, they, they are termed integrated services, right? Of which now... When you are, sorry, when you are, when you basically kind of 
say to a person, uh, basically a consultant, to say, this is, this, this is your issue, and then uh, you were not aware of a particular document or something of a sort that apparently had been found by yourself, but, you know, because it happened quite a long time ago, and then now you have totally forgotten about it. Like, why, why would it take your procedure to so pass it? If ever that that signature kind of signifies to say you are part of a member of a particular club or something of the sort. Yeah, I must confess, I'm completely lost, Alf. Let's try to unpack what you're saying. So are you saying you you would be getting a call as a consumer? Um, say, for example, you've signed up from some for some royalty program, and and you getting calls as a as a consumer, and they're referring to things that you'd have signed up for much long ago, and you don't remember. Am I right? So yes, far? like like yes, sorry, like saying they say maybe you would have wanted to sign up for like a, a gym or something like that. Yeah, like that. yeah. Obviously, you signing up automatically qualifies to be past You could be a, a consumer of that of that product. You understand? Right. Or a cycling, a, a cycling gym or something like that. Yeah. So because now they had they had access to like your account and then now deducted a particular amount, and then you said, but wait, I had not joined with you yet. Why would you now have to pay that specific amount that deducted prior you haven't even taken a, a lesson from, from the gym? From right, the right, right. So you're saying, well, you've signed up you, and you, they gave you stuff and you signed and you said, great, I'm going to go, but you haven't used the service. Yeah. Right, all right. I, I, I understand your question. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it, but let's deal with it simultaneously with Pumzile. Pumzile, good evening to you. Good evening, how are you? Well, and you? I'm fine. You know what? Um, I just want to find out with this telecommunication. When I bought my car, you know, uh, they put me under metrics for a tracker. And then when I finished paying, uh, that contract uh, lapsed. But uh, metrics called me and asked me if I want to continue with the tracker. Mm-hmm. Then I said yes. But then my problem now is that um, they mm-hmm. debit the money from my, from my bank account where my salary goes in. Mm-hmm. I gave them the date that they must debit at the first of every month because I got I get paid every month end whether the thirtieth or the thirty first. So mm-hmm. I said they must take it from the first, which they didn't. They debited on the twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven mm-hmm. and they, at some point in time they said I'm on areas and then we argue but then my problem is when you go in, when I go on areas, when they said I am on areas which I don't know how because there's money on my account, uh I've already been handed over to lawyers to the associate. Yeah. Then when I try to call them back with the number that I got so, from so, the associate. Sorry, let me understand. So you would be handed over for 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 essentially a, a month a month's um All right, we 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 we've lost Pumzila, but but the question is definitely registered. Um, it's it's very clear. Uh, I would have liked to ask more questions. Um, Nasipo, can can we perhaps deal with the with the question of you sign up for credit, and um, and um, and and perhaps uh, let's be fair. The first question that came in 
was you sign up for a product, you haven't yet used it, and yet you are being requested to pay. What 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 says the law? Hmm. But I, I I would just attempt to answer the gentleman. So I suppose it's a, a gym membership that he has not utilized the service. However, he, now he must pay for it if he could even utilize the service. In mm-hmm. terms of um, the Consumer Protection Act, it's not in terms of the National Credit Act. Mm-hmm. That is a, a service. Um, so it's not a credit agreement. So the the, the gentleman ordinarily... Oh, yeah, because it's prepayment. First, you, you're paying... Yeah. You're paying yeah. for... You, you need to prepay before you can actually use the service. So I think it's actually... But, but that's sorry, how I mean, that's, that's, that's interesting. And, 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 and help me get the, the nuance or the, you know, the, the difference. So it's a prepayment, but you're bound for mm. 24 months, for example. But, but so ultimately... Mm. Um, you know, ultimately, you, you've committed to, to to use this product for twenty four yeah. months, but you're paying. It's actually post payment, isn't it? Because with gym membership, yeah, you'd be paying you'd be paying for usage uh, uh, as you go. Yeah. So, so yes, you go. You know, so it's a genuine question of you know help help me understand where does um, and David, you can jump in yeah. as well. Where where does the credit jump? Um, where where does the credit Act fall in versus the consumer. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's very no, even the, as a lawyer, the, the I find national, quite interesting. Yeah, the National Credit Act does not uh, has no precedent or has no jurisdiction there because it's just a pure service um, agreement. Mm. Where if it's a credit, obviously uh, there would be a credit application in place and there will be interest fees and charges that fall under the National Credit Act. Mm. But for a gym membership, it's just an installment and you're paying for utilization of the service. Mm. So that's where we, we, we draw the distinction between a credit agreement and a service level agreement. Interesting. And yeah. a gym mm. membership is a service agreement. If I could come in here as well, mm. Nasipo, um, we get some of these complaints mm. and we, we, we also have to just direct them to the correct entity. Um, you know, I think the basics are, there's two things here. There's contract law. Mm. If you enter a contract, you need to read the contract. And if you've signed in, then you've contract, contractually obligated yourself. Mm. And then you, you, you would then be obligated to pay. Mm. So there's, there's, there was, if there, there's no overriding clause that says the contract only clicks, kicks in on usage, it said you signed up for the gym for 12 to 24 months mm. and you will be bound to pay. Um, and, 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 yeah, and, and I suppose it's a very difficult question because, I mean, even when, you know, um, the, the whole, you know, I, I guess many Afropolitans sitting at home will be thinking, yeah, I pay for gym membership, but I can't remember <laughs> the last time I went. So, my brother, you're not alone. I, I can assure you of that. Uh, and, and, and on the question of having agreed now, and, and, I, and I'm assuming this is also not a credit with the tracker. I'm also assuming that it's not a credit agreement. It's, 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 it's also something that would fall under the Consumer Protection Act, if, if I understood your explanation properly earlier. But now in this case, she says, I asked for the debits to be done on the first of every month and the, the provider, the service provider, does it on an, a, a few days earlier. And as a result, it bounces every time. And, and where, you know, where does one get help in a situation like this? So in terms of that consumer, where they can go in terms, uh, they can just approach the credit ombudsman. Mm. 
So the Cred Ombudsman is an ombudsman that oversees fairness in respect of payments in terms of uh, unfair listings from the bureaus or procedures not followed properly in terms of listing. So with this specific consumer, they can approach the credit ombudsman because it had um, the, the service provider from debiting the account earlier. They couldn't find payments and therefore it actually results in the consumer being listed for that. Um, because they're not debiting within the correct time frame. So the credit ombud would be the correct body to be to be approached in terms of that particular problem. Is that is that also not, not a little bit confusing if it's not a credit agreement? Um yeah. if it's not a credit agreement, um how how you know, how, how does then the uh, I think you call it the creditors ombudsman. Mm. How, how how does that ombudsman assume jurisdiction because it's okay it's, we're gonna we're gonna provide you with a tracking device for your motor vehicle mm. and you're gonna pay mm. us at the end of the month at the end of at the end of each month for the service mm. so we're not you know it's not a credit arrangement mm. it is not however mm. but the the actual issue here is them debiting on the incorrect date mm-hmm. which resulted in this person being listed in right. the ordinary terms being blacklisted Right. Yeah, so, which is quite unfair to the consumer. So, the ombudsman will deal with instances where there is fairness in in question, such as this instance, because it is not fair that the consumer has written down that debit my account on the thirtieth, because the consumer knows very well that there'll be money in the account on the thirtieth. They come on the first, which is bef- they come on the fifteenth. There's no money, obviously, to service that agreement. They debit. It then uh, sends a message to the bureaus to say no payments received, and the consumer is listed, mm. which is listed unfairly in that sense. Um, 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 I've also just got the um, Consumer Act uh, uh, in front of me here. In terms of the consumer right number seven, it, you know, it states right to fair, just and reasonable terms and conditions. So, you know, the Consumer Protection Act does stipulate and, and is written, and I must say it's been, you know, broken down to be less legalese and more, you know, open for consumers to understand. Mm. And, you know, when they look at the act, they can go to the act and, and they can see exactly which rights of theirs may have been violated. Now, the, the Office of Government that also oversees the uh, uh, National Consumer Act mm-hmm. is the NCC. That's the National Consumer Commission. Mm. And uh, the National Consumer Commission out in Pretoria, uh, we work very closely with. Uh, we've actually, as the DMA, we've signed a working protocol and we've got seven steps on how to assist uh, complaints of, of, of certain natures that come through in the direct marketing space. So, you know, what happens is if we find there's an unfair practice by our member on a consumer, Mm -hmm. we would first have the right to say, to put the consumer in front of our member or business and say, consumer, we tell the consumer what their rights are. We say to business, this is how you were supposed to act. Uh, We find there's, there's some violation. Can you two come together and fix it? Um, and, 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 and that's and, how we and, get and, it and on that, David, and perhaps you know, from a from a direct marketing point of view, um, for for many people, it'd be very difficult to readily say which direct marketing is right and which one is not. Mm. Um, 
in f- from your point of view, when is direct marketing right or perhaps even legal? Because for many of us, when you do get that call and somebody's phoning you, none of them seem right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially if you're not interested in the product. It might be different if you are. But, but, yeah. but so none of them seem right. So I think one would wonder then what the what the sort of boundaries that, that the, the, your association sets for itself insofar as ensuring that whilst the right of the businesses to do commerce are promoted, they also at the same time mm. don't infringe the consumers. So, so let's, let's go back a bit. Um, South, African, South African law, we've got such awesome pieces of legislation and mm-hmm. we go right back to the, the main root of our law our constitution and our constitution has given rise to to how we protect a consumer and and hence the office of the ncc opens that's the arm of government to look to protect that piece of legislation in our case we have popia protection of personal information but our code and our code that we write at the dma is it takes a bit from all parts from the consumer protection act from uh, popia as as a core and uh, from cyber crimes. So we need to protect the, uh, the consumer in a way that it, we don't unlawfully invade their space. We, so when is it is unlawful? It, so, so basically, currently, um, the legislation of Poppy says it's opt out. Well, well Poppy says no. Or Poppy says it's an opt in regime, mm. meaning I should have asked for your consent before I try to sell you an insurance policy. But the regulator office has just been set up and the regulation hasn't signed, been signed into, uh, been enshrined. So, so there's a little bit of a leeway at the moment where we So let's talk about, I mean, that's, that's an interesting um, uh, conversation to have uh, around what is the, w- w- the law um, yeah. that, that is going to come. But today, you know, somebody's <laughs> going to get a call okay. in the morning from somebody so, trying to get... Business. So the guidelines currently today are you, 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 you would email or SMS um, a customer. Mm-hmm. So your email and SMS must still hold the right for the customer to opt out. Yeah. So you're selling something to them. Obviously, your sale must be true. It must be honest. It must be um, a quality and fair. Uh, whatever you're selling and obviously uh, hold to the laws of what the Consumer Protection Act tells us to do. But in terms of the communication, you must have an opt-out. You must have a number for them to call back on. That private number stuff is illegal. So I can't get a a, a, a telemarketing from a private number? No, you should not. They must have their number exposed. They must have the opt-out. And then uh, Paia says, if the customer calls back and says, where do you get my details from? They must be forthcoming, so the customer, the con- the business must give the customer the, the the point at which they got the information, and then the customer also you have a right out there to say take me off your list and stop it, and if they don't, then that escalates as an offence because you've given an instruction and they violated your right, um, so 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 you do have rights and so, so so let's go back to it. When is it okay to phone me? Um, at the moment, so I, okay. so so so, e- email SMS I can opt out. Yes. With a phone call, I'm happy that you can't phone me from a private number. When when what time can you phone me? Um, you know. So how? Okay. So the act the act says um, 
you can call from eight to eight in the week. Mm-hmm. You can call from. So nine, you can't call you, me on a Saturday. You, you you can call on a Saturday from nine o'clock to one o'clock. Okay. On a Sunday and public holidays, they you should not be calling customers. Should that, not. That, no, you must not be <laughs> according to the act. Okay. Uh, that they are under. Sure. So so you'll find that the generally sticks. The callers and generally, I see mine at one minute past eight. You get that call, um, but you know what? What is key here is education, mm-hmm. and what is key is what we also need to understand is that we're we're in an economy that's so stressed and distressed, distressed that these poor call center agents are given targets that are crazy and everybody wants to keep their job. So they come across in your face, a little aggressive and, you know, they don't want to stop. However, there are rules Mm -hmm. as as well as the times they can call. And when you say stop, um, they should stop and listen to you and not go on with the the same. Is that the safe word? (laughs) (laughs) At least three times and then then they should have stopped. I, I should say stop three times. So that's that's what we take as badgering. No, I'm of serious. The three it's stops. funny, but yeah, but it's, yeah. Because look, so so how do you, so how, how do I end? How do I say respectfully? Uh, you know, so so and it, and it does happen when somebody mm. says, "Well, thank you for calling, but no, thank you." Um, so so the act is very. Uh, the the Poppy Act was was written to safeguard us, mm-hmm. um, especially the intrusions we cannot stop, like email and SMS. We don't know when it's coming. However, a, a phone call is less intrusive. You have well, a choice. I would argue otherwise, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a choice as a, as a customer to pick it up, take the call or not take the call. Also, you have a, the second choice. When you're on the call and it's something you do not want to go on with, you can end your call. So the power is still in your hands. Don't relinquish that. Yeah, but I mean, okay, sure. So, so, so it's when you, 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 you end the call and rudely where you hang up essentially. Well, yes, you you hang up. Um, but, but, but you know that doesn't seem like something that the law is introducing. It seems like something I've, I I had even before the constitution. I could have always <laughs> just hung up. <laughs> yeah. What does the law no, then the law afford does, me? It does afford you the right to say stop, and yeah. they must listen to that, right? Yeah. And then you can also say do not call me again. Then they must re- suppress that number of yours on the blacklist. They hold internally, mm. and if they do it again, then they're violating your right. And right. that is when you would either call us at the DMA complaints department, and we could escalate it to the to the NCC. If they want to make it a legal issue, so I can call the DMA. Oh, let me take. A, I, I wasn't mindful of the time. Let, let me let me let me take a break and um, um, try one more time. I think our lines could could be uh, a, a little bit better, but shaky. But do try us. Otherwise, just uh, keep listening because we do very much enjoy spending the evening with you. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we continue with my guest. Know your rights, know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back. We continue our discussions talking about consumers. Um, we are aware of the many calls that you, you guys are making. We unfortunately are having difficulties. But on the bright side, there is Twitter. And um, I do have a tweet from Stembile Ahad Zond. I think it's probably Zondi, but you know, Twitter wouldn't allow Stembile to finish um, the name in full, but it says, thanks for the platform. I am in need of clarity when one goes for credit purchase for a product within a 12 month period, which includes a guarantee and insurance with the agreement you signed with the retailer. Hmm. 
I'm guessing there's another part. I'm sorry I didn't pre-read this because we we um, we're doing it as we go. So same that your your question is you know uh, we'll we'll wait for part two. I'm afraid it's not a complete question. We, we we were still on 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 the issue of 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 telemarketing. So emails are are the easy one. If I opt out, it's the end. And um and 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 phone calls um um that that's that's the one that presents something of of uh, at least as far as I'm concerned something of a nuance. But what I'm what I'm really interested in is you now are an association that is formed by telemarketers and and direct marketers as you call yourself when I come to you to complain about your member what can I expect from you Um, you know we've set up a consumer complaints department Mm -hmm. and Um, if you've just tuned in I'm I'm sorry David Uh, so when I say you I mean direct marketing association of South Africa so you know we've taken this upon ourselves as direct marketers um, mm. and and we fund it we self-funded because we, we we keep the consumer at heart we understand without the consumers and treating them fairly we won't have a business platform so so just to get back to the question um, mm. so when a consumer calls us we, we will take them we will hold their hand mm-hmm. and we will say fine uh, fill in this form so we have a formal complaint from you. Uh, can, it'll be done by email as well or mm-hmm. on text. And uh, and we don't make it difficult and there's no cost involved. So we would take the complaint and we will look on our database. Is it a member of ours or is it not a member of ours? If, so it's, it doesn't matter to us. We will still get in touch with whoever is the defaulter. Okay, so the, the person de- doesn't have to be your member. Not at all. Doesn't have to subscribe to your code of conduct. Not at all. Okay. If we see some wrongdoing or we see an aggrieved consumer, we will then... So if I phone, and and I'm sorry, David, if I phone and I say, um, I ask these people to stop calling Mm. me, they're still calling me, and um, can you please help as Direct Marketing Association of South Africa? As as the association, um, what is key for me is that we are changing the way people behave. We are behavior changes. We are not here to beat you with a stick. A lot of the time we find that SMEs have, are not aware of all their legal obligations. So we use the complaints department as a platform to inform and educate the business that has violated or transgressed some form or against the legislation. We listen to the consumer and we also tell the consumer, you know, it was sent to you once. You, you can't take him to the, to, to the lawyer's on one occasion, mm-hmm. uh, you need to say to him, stop, and then if he does it again, then then you have a leg to stand on. Then we say to the, cons- the business as well, um, this is how you market responsibly. And um, we connect them, uh, both business and the consumer, uh, on email or on telephone, and we, and we get them to um, agree that they will not do that again and they'll suppress, suppress Mr. John Black's number mm-hmm. and everybody's happy. Okay. And, and then um, I want to just go back because sometimes when we talk about um, direct marketing but via telephone or, or, or some other electronic media, we discount the fact that it can actually also include a credit agreement and a credit agreement can arise. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and Osip, if I can just bring you back in, and 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 just to understand, you know, that, that, do I, for example, entering into a credit agreement over the phone or over uh, or, or online, enjoy the same rights as somebody who actually has a face-to-face walks into a store, walks into a bank, and receives credit? 
Yeah, uh, the rights are really not limited to which platform you have utilized. Mm. It's the digital platform or you will walk in at the premises of the credit provider, you still enjoy the same rights. So I'm going to try stimulus tweet again. Hopefully we have all the parts to it. There's, I'm seeing three. Okay, so on the 24th, we took the... No, hang on, that's the first. I'm so sorry. My incompetence is showing. Thanks for the pl- platform. I'm in need of clarity when one goes for credit purchase for product within a 12-month period, which includes a guarantee insurance uh, agreement you sign with the retailer. Purchase the laptop mm. from... Um, I don't want to name the store. Um, X Furniture... Uh, furniture January 2018 which my payment terms included insurance and the device device was under guarantee for 12 months on the 23rd of December 2018 my device decided to act up on the 24th mm-hmm. we took the device at Elof branch where the credit was initiated which they told us that the person who deal with such issues is not available and would advise to take to another store in Jablani is mm-hmm. it, Okay, so that, 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 that's, that's sort of not a, you know, it's an inconvenience, but certainly not the end of the road, it seems. Um, uh, do you have a take, Nasipo? Um, yeah, okay, but it seems as though they were given a runaround. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's two elements to this agreement. There's the credit agreement itself, mm-hmm. and then there's the actual product, which mm-hmm. is a different part from the credit side. So if the product that they purchased was faulty, um, there is a, a, an ombudsman that will deal with the actual faulty laptop, right? which is the, good, the goods and services ombudsman, which is overseen by the Consumer Protection Act. So the consumer will have to approach the goods and services ombudsman in respect of the faulty device. Mm. But when it can, comes to the credit agreement itself, um, we can't really necessarily say it was at fault or um, the agreement itself we cannot fault unless the consumer wanted to cancel the agreement. Mm. But um, the consumer can definitely, in respect of the faulty device, approach the goods and services ombudsman. And a lot of people, I imagine, would be tempted to stop paying. Let's assume um, the device stopped working during the currency mm. of the credit agreement. What rights would she then have? Or would, would, would they differ at all um, insofar as being required to pay for something that, that doesn't work? Mm, no. Um, that's why we always want to encourage consumers to be aware. Mm. You, you, you become aware of the type of contract you enter, you enter into. If it was a loan agreement, that is something else. But now we're talking about um, having to uh, consume credit because you want to buy a laptop, so do not um, not pay the agreement. Uh, the, 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 do not not pay the agreement because obviously you'll be listed for that. And um, the only part of the agreement that is faulty is the device that you brought on credit. So, however, with these ombudsmen, it's actually even it has come to a, a, a stance where ombudsmen listen to the side of the consumer and. And we know very well that consumers in any event will be uninformed mm. to say, but I just stopped paying because they were not paying attention to me. I reported this matter. Well, it's not fair that you should be getting payments and yet the device that you sold to me is faulty. Mm. So it's, um, that's why we always uh, 
uh, stress upon the notion of treating consumers fairly. Mm. And it actually goes down to that notion to say, was the service provider fair? Yes, you haven't paid, but was it fair that uh, you should have paid in the circumstances and yet you've brought this to your attention still? It, the problem was not fixed. Mm. So we stress upon and, the and, we stress upon suppose, the notion of treating. I, I suppose you know, like uh, when when as as you're speaking, one thinks about the quality of the product, and I think David mentioned it to say when you're selling mm. something, is it true? Is it the right quality? And 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 I would wonder, you know, whether there is a true, you know, d- distinction or separation of the issues where somebody provides an inferior product on credit, mm. and and yet then demands and you know relies on contract and 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 various laws to say well if you're unhappy with the product go to the ombudsman that deals with the yeah. with 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 the device but um but i'm i'm still going to demand my payment yeah. you know it so i i would wonder yeah david i'm i'm, I'm just looking at the consumer right number 1 mm. the right to equality in the consumer market and protection against discriminatory marketing practices mm. That is their right enshrined in the act. Mm. So definitely it, it comes to that. But it gets technical, as uh, Nosipo uh, was saying. Mm. Y- you know, you're in a contractual obligation. Don't stop paying, but take the necessary steps um, to ensure sure. that you, you, you go to the ombuds or the NCC and, and, and uh, mm. you have written, written uh, your grievance out and you've sent it in writing to... Um, whoever your creditor or, or the person who gave you the device is. And, yeah. David, you, 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 you spoke um, when we're still offline and about, you know, e-commerce has, has been sort mm. of this very, I guess, important introduction into our, our daily lives. Yeah. And, and one would wonder, you know, with, with consumption, for example, there's so many... Uh, Dimensions. I could be sitting in South Africa and buying something made in California, yeah. or, or or wherever in the world, and and one would then wonder. And I, and and I could have. And I think this is sort of goes to the point that you were making to say you could be on a social media platform, and and there's direct marketing. What what are my rights and what are the responsibilities of the marketer mm. at that platform? Well, you know. There's a couple of pieces of legislation that are out here that govern our borders. Mm. So even Facebook may be sitting in Ireland or service sitting elsewhere off. off I think the money sits in Ireland. But <laughs> <laughs> the money, sorry, they're in trouble there. So, so you know, we, we get this a lot in terms of cross-border trade, cross-border, and, and in particular, moving your details mm. across borders mm. but but to come back to to the consumer and getting something off e-commerce platforms now e-commerce is is, is it's actually it's not as bad because it it's trackable your e-commerce purchase is every step on every stage is got a a, a piece of uh, a writing a transaction and it is trackable and you can um, print it out so those agreements um and, con- and, and suppliers are very careful in how they put them put those agreements out. The UK has stringent laws. Mm. So if you're buying something from the UK, there's stringent laws as well as the USA. Um, and to get an e-commerce portal, you have to also comply with banking and banking regulations. So the world is starting to close in on that from, a, from an e-commerce point. Mm. 
Um, so people are starting to build trust. And the key word that we use in our, in our direct marketing industry is trust. When you get the trust of the consumer, then you can, um, you know, you can hold that consumer for indefinitely. So that trust relationship is built on, a, on, a, on quite a solid foundation of how your credit card will be handled, how your data will be handled, and how your goods will be shipped. Mm. And e-commerce seems to be getting it right. Um, we're not getting as many complaints from e-commerce. Uh, in fact, you know, it's sad to say um, our, our South Africans want to use the post office, but they're using private entities. How's that sad? We would have been getting money from the post office <laughs> instead of giving it money. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I, I sat at a, at a very, very interesting talk with Mark Barnes um, on, on how they're renewing it. Um, and we can pay one third less than we're paying with our with these private DHLs and and so everybody forth. knows that, but I think it's, it's about it's, efficiency. It's about efficiency and mm. like the quality that you want. So your parcel's not broken and, and and it gets to you. But yeah, before we before we go because we do have two minutes remaining, um, can I invite you, Nosipa, to to give us your parting words insofar as you know how you know how, how the consumers can benefit more from from the um, uh, um, uh, your organization the national credit regulator well from the side of the regulator uh, we've gone out on educational tours tours and we've been invited by stakeholders from employment from the unions we we raise awareness mm-hmm. um in as far as consumer rights is, um, is concerned and we've always enlightened consumers because some of the mandate, the mandate of the National Credit Act, it is to educate and bring awareness to consumers as far as the application of the National Credit Act. Mm. Mm. So we would, we would want uh, consumers to be very vigilant as much as we promote that you know your certain rights. And we also uh, raise um, an awareness of taking responsibility in terms of you as a consumer and consuming credit. Mm. And that credit does not necessarily end at you getting the payment and, 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 and paying and making payments towards the debt. It goes as far as knowing your credit status and where you stand in terms of uh, being competitive in the credit market space. So we as a regulator want consumers, we reach out to the consumers um, in terms of rights, but we also um, expect consumers to be as responsible as the information that is given to them sure. to consume uh, credit responsibly. And, yeah. and your parting shot, uh, David? Um, I would like to uh, say to all the listeners out there, um, go to www.dmasa.org. Mm-hmm. You'll see a big hand there that says, do not contact. Mm. That is a platform set up for you consumers that over 400 custo- uh, businesses in South Africa, big bank, blue chip, will, when they see your, when your detail is on the do not contact um, list, you will not be contacted by over 400 companies. So you have a right to opt out, mm. use that right. Um, but you also have a right to be in the marketplace. Mm. So choose that right. But I say to you, come on board. You'll stop getting uh, t- 
too many SMSs and those that you do not want. To my guest, uh, thank you so much, um, uh, Ms. Nosipo Sikishe. She's from the National Credit Regulator, as well as David Dickens, CEO of Direct Marketing Association of South Africa. From me, Michael Mutaning. Bill, good evening. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.